Julia. Oh my gosh. Padre Pascal is back. We're allowed back on the airwaves. We're back. Oh my goodness. Oh my gracious. You want to do our intro? <laughs> Welcome to Padre Pascal, a Pedro Pascal podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Leishman. I'm your other co-host, Katrina Dennis. And we're back after, I don't know, I looked at my watch like it was going to tell me how many days... <laughs> Over 100 days away from you all, and for good reason. But now that the WGA and SAG after strikes are over, we are back, at least for now. At least for now. At least for now. Who knows? I No, I don't want to do more show. We're doing great. Everything's fantastic. Hi, Vivian Katrina. I've been all right, honestly. Um, it uh, it was kind of cool to um, learn how to keep my opinions to myself for a while. <laughs> you know, I, you and I both know I have a background in film journalism. And so uh, it was just my nature to just say things about stuff online. And I just didn't. And it was kind of refreshing and nice. But like, I'm also glad that we can now talk about uh, things online again, because, you know, I miss I miss talking about Pedro and, and all my favorite stuff. And yeah, so how have you been? I, 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 I am, I'm busy. Yes. I was not as busy because I was just, you know, still as a film journalism person, you know, I forgot my, my job as a film journalist was just called a film journalist and just added syllables to the end of it <laughs> that makes it more important than the other ones yeah of course yeah. a film journalist person film journalism person we were so allowed to write reviews and, and do our jobs but during the strike but obviously like you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and everything like that but it was not the same as it had been prior like there were no junkets so there and there were no real events and premieres like there were and then the minute the strike ended, it was like, hello, here's all of them. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a journey, but now it's the holidays and we're we're back on Padro, back yes. talking about the boy. Here comes the boy. The boy. boy. <laughs> and he had, he had a productive-ish strike. We have some That's stuff now. Yeah, we have, you know, we, we still got some great new stuff starring and co-starring Pedro. Um, we got some perspective on how he felt about the strike by him showing up to it and yeah and lots of lots of other really exciting news especially uh recently lots of really cool awards news potential casting news so we've got a lot to go over this episode yeah we're not talking a movie or a television show mm -hmm. this episode we're not we're talking about the news talking about strike and then we're talking about the the big news thing mm -hmm. that came out recently yes and if you are picking up what i'm laying down wait for that mm -hmm. we also have some big news at the end of the episode so yeah, we, we as the podcast have news yes we're saving mm -hmm. that at the end so you have to listen to us waffle on about everything else <laughs> and then you can hear us talk about that mm -hmm. so sit back and listen to us first start with the release of a strange way of life Ooh, was a couple of months ago lovingly known alternatively as I love you, Smooching Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Katrina has not, neither has uh, Producer Ashley. It's a short film. It kind of came and went because there was no press. <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like we shouldn't have been releasing things. Yeah. It's a strike when no one could talk about their movies. Kind of sad. I, uh, I, yeah, I am really sad that, like, because of the choices of the studios, Strange Way of Life is just among the, like, many movie titles that just kind of, you know, they either, I don't know if Strange Way of Life bombed because I don't think it was, like, a mass release or anything, but, like, lots of movies. No, it's a short film, so it's, yeah, it wasn't, like, a box office thing. And it was also yeah. produced by like Saint Laurent. And you can tell that's 
that's not you can just tell that St. Laurent produced this movie when you're watching it. Right. <laughs> like a St. Laurent ad. Take that as you will. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah booty and that mm. is what many a people have talked about the movie is we'll talk about it when we review the movie yes. and talk about the movie as a whole i think it deserved a little bit more of a conversation and like people getting to talk about it but because of everything no one could talk about it because mm-hmm. of like and then it has now been months so everyone has moved on to be to talking about other things and i think people have prioritized what they want to talk about post-strike which are movies that, ha- that ha- came out close enough to the end Mm. of the strike that they wanted to kind of like prioritize that which are like killers of the flower moon and things like that Mm-hmm. Or Autumns, which was like in a lot of people's mind, like the movie that they were like, I'm waiting to talk about this the minute I can. Like I saw a lot yeah. of people preparing tweets about Bottoms, which I love. I love that that's the, tw- the the movie that everyone was like, I'm saving my tweets about Bottoms. But <laughs> everyone was like, Barbie and Oppenheimer, we got that out of our system this summer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping my tweets about bottoms. I don't keep my tweets about killers of the flower moon. That's about it. Yeah, I uh, I hope that you know. I don't know. Do you know if this is coming to streaming at all? Or I mean. We might see it, like, at least return to cinemas during Oscar season if it has any buzz, like, for, like, short mm. films and stuff like that. But maybe yeah. it's a Sony Pictures release because it's a, it's under the Sony Pictures Classic mm. label, but I'm not sure. Okay. I will find a way to watch it, Sony. So the best thing you can do is send me a screener or something because otherwise, who knows? So we did. Moving on to the next subject before I get uh, arrested for piracy. Pedro came back to Saturday. Night Live just before the strike ended, yeah, and unfortunately none of us were able to attend this time. But because but, we uh, didn't know it was not. <laughs> no. He uh, he reprised uh, his character Senora Flores, who some folks might know as Abuela, etc. Uh, uh, during the Bad Bunny episode, and honestly, like I, there are characters that go down in SNL history as like these are the memorable memorable guys that like if this person came back in thirty years into this character, everyone would. See still know who they are and I think that like the really wonderful thing about this role is like he's carved that into history in a way maybe I'm overblowing it maybe I'm too proud but like it was so cool to see him come back and like everyone was stoked to like see him on stage so yeah that was that was wonderful yeah like so the bit started at the beginning of the night where Bad Bunny is like oh everyone because I don't know what SNL's game plan was I don't know if it was like actors were like oh we can come and do SNL but we can't promote anything so mm-hmm. like, or I don't know what the SAG deal was because actors on SNL could come and perform because Saturday Night Live is labeled as a variety show so they could have they could back and once the WGA had a deal but none of the hosts were promoting anything but then mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet was coming even though the strike was still underway so I feel like actors could come they just like it was like they had a lot of like comedian like stand-up comedians and musicians so mm-hmm. it was like weird like musicians doing double duty or just stand-up comics so people were kind of like are you just not doing actors or actors don't want to do it like what's going on Bad Bunny was doing double duty that week so a lot of people online who you know are small-minded or like can bad bunny even do it can bad bunny speak english and so the whole bit in the monologue was bad bunny was like everyone was making fun of me online for asking if i could speak english and i clearly can but like i also brought out a translator and then the translator is pedro pascal and so whole studio 8h and mm-hmm. the rest of us at home were like ah! 
It was great. Those translations, you know, obviously are just like him fucking around. But it's fun because he's there. But I'm also just kind of like, what are we doing? Why yeah. is he there? It's just for funsies? We just were like, we're going to get better. He had nothing else to do. Why is he didn't have anything else to do? Because there was a strike going on. So he was like, I, I will come and be on Bad Bunny's episode of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can't do anything I, else in the acting role. I want to like trip back to the strike for a second because he did show up like quite a few times during the strike. And it's kind of funny, like my, we'll have her on soon to talk about this, but like my ex-roommate from Los Angeles, Elizabeth, just like happened to be there um, around the same time as him and like ran with the same people as him. So it's like all these pictures of him, she's also in the background and that makes me giggle quite a bit. But it's it was nice to to see like it was good to see him on SNL but it was also nice to see like how much he came out to support the strike you know it wasn't just like a, a one time like this is for publicity thing yeah he was out there two to three times maybe uh, maybe even more I, I couldn't track it but but he he you know it was nice to see that like but like I just like wiped my brow and was like oh thank god he's not like in the same pool as like some of these other actors who are just like complaining you know so yeah, yeah. So it was good to see him come back on, on SNL and, and do the bit with Bad Bunny and then come back to the Miss Flores character. And I was like, y- they set it up and you're kind of like, oh yeah, he's going to appear. But also, I'm stupid. And I was like, <laughs> extended this family and didn't stop and think that Drew Pascal was going to appear where I thought like, oh, well, maybe this is like, you know, his daughter. Like, I don't know where I thought it was going. <laughs> I love it. But I wasn't thinking, but also it was late, so I'm not surprised that I wasn't really thinking it through or in my life. I loved having him back. Very fun. I love the very explicit Latine um, cookie jar to sewing kit uh, joke. I was just, when he did that, like the, the crowd lost it, but like all of us lost it at home too. It was like, yeah, I, everything he's, he's always kind of been like that with that, those little subtle moves of, uh, you know, in the last Miss Flores skit, he, you know, folded the bag and put it away. There are just like little subtle things that were just like, I know who wrote this. <laughs> and I appreciate him. It's good. It was really great to have him back and, and I'm excited for, you know, 10 years down the line when he just like shows up as Miss Flores again and like, I don't know, yells at Olivia Rodrigo or something. Thank God for Olivia Rodrigo in 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice, but I also am like, great, now we can't, we physically can't see that character for a while. Unfortunately, we have to yeah. like, yeah, I definitely, unless like there's another big guest that like coincides with him or like has something specifically to do with him. I definitely think that like, this is probably the last time we'll be seeing her for a while, mm. but, but what a performance. So good. Great lip color too. Just fantastic. <laughs> I went out and looked for it. <laughs> Yeah, and then Emmy King. Yeah, oh my gosh. The the Emmy Awards announced their nominations recently. And Rachel, will you count down how many Emmys Pedro got nominated for? Outstanding lead actor in a drama series One. for uh, The Last of Us. Bella also received a the corresponding nod, of course. Yes. Outstanding guest actor in a comedy series. Thanks to Ooh. Saturday Night Live. Ooh. And then he also got one for his CNN 
N narration for uh, Patagonia Life on the Edge of the World, which is a documentary series about the diverse landscapes and life forms of the titular South American location. So mm-hmm. if we are counting, that's three. Three Emmys. Oh my God. Him. So that is not including shows that he has like then associated with. Yeah, absolutely. I am I'm so excited. You know, it's it's obviously it's been a rough year for actors, for writers. And so I'm glad that like all of that hard work was was recognized with the Emmys this year. So so it's really exciting like having the emmys coming up having all of this the news that Mm-mm-mm. i feel like here's the thing <laughs> i don't oh. okay let let me make something clear to everybody i love the person that i'm about to say or i well let me say a couple of things because then i'm going to pass the mic to katrina once i say my piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Katrina can say how she feels i love this character i think that he is fun he is an asshole he is a nerd he's also very very smart i think pedro pascal can be he can play an asshole beautifully i think he can play a nerd i don't know if he can play this kind of nerd but i'm willing to see him try Mm -hmm. and i think he's gonna do a pretty good job i'm excited to see it if this ends up being true i have seen him play a lot of like kind of doofy dudes himbos if you will so i can't wait to see him one of the smartest people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if this is true. Literally one of the smartest people. I'm not saying like, oh, you're so smart. No, legitimately genius level IQ. And I love Pedro. He plays himbos. Yeah. His level IQ. It's a big old leap. Mm-hmm. I w- He's gonna kill it. I would just kind of have to wrap my head around the transition. Was not my first pick. My first pick was Wasted in Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Yep. So my first pick was William Jackson Harper. Mm-hmm. It was Aldous Hodge, but whatever. And then it was Deb Patel. But I'll take, I- I'm not opposed to the potential casting of Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, mm-hmm. which is where we're going with this. That is the yes. news that is maybe coming out in the world. The rumor is that he was offered the role and that he is potentially taking on Reed Richards. For the uninformed, that is Mr. Fantastic. For the real uninformed, that's the guy that goes and he stretches real big. Super in stretchy. Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. which are the people that wear the blue and there's four of them and one looks like a rock. Mm-hmm. The one guy goes, flame on! It becomes a torch. Mm-hmm. Also known as the Human Torch. Yes. Oh, rock guys known as the Thing. Not to be confused with the movie the thing and then the invisible woman so she can't see her because women were invisible and (laughs) your feelings on me man i'm gonna tell you something i think and you guys uh, folks i i I understand we all have differing opinions i very much respect rachel's opinion i think reed richards is one of the most boring like annoying characters in the marvel universe like every time i see him on the page i'm like oh this guy again like i just He's just, he just never appealed to me. All of his issues, for me, at least from my perspective, are like rich white guy issues, like rich white people drama, whatever. Like, I can go watch that show about that family with Kieran Culkin if I want that. <laughs> I don't know if we're naming names here. Um, <laughs> but... 
But yeah, I just, I find Reed Richards to be the most excruciatingly boring character in the Marvel Universe. So I was hoping for an exciting casting. I This is now their third go around with the Fantastic Four. <laughs> they really need this one to hit folks. And so I, I was really hoping that like we'd get a cool and interesting cast. And like you, I really did want um, William Jackson Harper and Dev Patel to, to be Reed Richards. And I hadn't given up on my hopes for them because in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, apparently you could just come back as like all sorts of people according to the Marvels. So you could play two different characters if they are not from the same universe. Just throwing that out there. So I was still hopeful for William Jackson Harper. So I won't say that like this potential casting is disappointing to me because I always want to see Pedro Pascal. I think that putting him into a, a role that is so different from his usual is great. Maybe they'll give Sue and Reed a kid and he can you know, do his normal thing of being a father on screen. But I just, man, I, I'm just like in my head, I'm just thinking about the board meeting that was like, what can we do to make the Fantastic Four sell this time? And then a casting director like spinning around to the front in their chair and going like, well, I have an idea. I can, I can make this character hit and I have like one name to give to you. So I'm, I, I, that's the scenario that I've built into my head. And if it's true, I'm excited because I would love for Reed Richards to appeal to me. And that would also maybe put potentially this Sue Storm character in the middle of a love triangle with Pedro Pascal. And oh my God, his name completely escapes me. But the bad guy from Wakanda Forever. Oh. Namor, Namor. I don't know his actor. His actor's name is completely flown out of my head. I'm so sorry. But yeah, that luckiest girl in the world, I guess. Yeah. Here's the thing. How you feel about Reed Richards is how I feel about Stephen Strange. <laughs> you know what? That's totally valid. That is completely valid. I I fully get it. I get it. And Stephen Strange spent a whole beginning of a movie being like, my life is ruined. I was like, you were texting and driving. <laughs> You literally were texting in a car mm -hmm. and you want me to cry for you. Okay. I mean, like, you're so mean to him. Why are you so mean to him? I'm like, because he's a whiny little bitch. I hate <laughs> I hate Stephen Strange so much. The only time I've ever liked Stephen Strange was only in the beginning of Spider-Man No Way Home where he's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want. Go in my basement. And then they fuck <laughs> the entire universe. And he's like, maybe I shouldn't have let some teenagers <laughs> my fuck up the universe. Like, maybe that was a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have been like, yeah, you want to like change time? I can do that. Maybe that was a mistake. The only time I've ever liked Stephen strange was when he was like i can fix it always <laughs> probably erase their memories no i uh you know he he's i i think he's fine like i don't really like go to bad for steven strange but like here on padro pascal you are allowed <laughs> to hate people who are fictional <laughs> Real people, there's a little line there, but but if they're fictional, it's it's free. It's free game as far as I'm concerned. We can be haters here. This is a safe space to be a hater of fictional characters. But I'm excited. Like, I mean, if it's if this is true and if he's actually going to be cast as Reed Richards, I'm interested in seeing what he does with that role because it's like you said, it's so different from his usual roster of roles. And, you know, maybe maybe something will be done to make me think that Reed Richards is not boring. I mean, you're crazy for thinking that after the first Fantastic Four movie, but that's fine. Whatever. Again, we can I, I can't even remember it. I slept through it. I was so bored. Anywho's. Uh, <laughs> 
wondering. Rachel and I are going to need to go to couples therapy after this. We are. If you're wondering how Pedro Pascal could possibly be Reed Richards and also in two other movies, as well as The Last of Us season two, apparently it's fine. When the news broke about Reed Richards, every publication said, it's fine. It's all, it's good. Don't worry about it. Is this literally what they all said? They were like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Um, I mean, the other, the other fa- fact of the matter is that, you know, he has, especially for projects like The Mandalorian, he has two actors who will just be in the suit all the way through the season and he will probably just do the VO for that, which is fine. I like, I don't know. I, I, I People are so stickly about like Star Wars characters and being played by other people and blah, blah, blah. But like, I was a prequel kid. The time I grew up in was like, there was a new Obi-Wan, you know, there was a, a new vader all these like new people were playing these these uh these classic characters and so for me it's always been like the characters in star wars are a collaborative effort and i think that this just is another one of those moments where you know thankfully we don't have to worry about the mandalorian being played by ai because three actors play him Mm -hmm. and and that is what i'm thankful for today and i think it'll work out and also the fantastic four don't worry about it they're eventually gonna get to that movie marvel's working They'll they'll eventually have to film that movie, yeah. and then they're gonna they have to film like Gladiator two. They were already filming pre Strike. He's doing well. He already finished that Coen Brothers movie. He's doing um the guy who made Barbarian. He's doing a movie with him, but those movies don't take that long. He has you know like I said, the Fantastic Four is probably not gonna even start filming until like the late twenty twenty four, early twenty twenty five at most. And mm-hmm. then Last of Us season two is starting like beginning of 2024. So I think it'll be fine. And if anything, listen, let, this guy is going to have time to chill. He's going to have time to relax Um, and he'll have some time to golf. <laughs> we'll golf. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh boy. Uh, speaking of The Last of Us, it was nominated for, along with all the others, uh, the other nominations uh, Pedro got specifically, um, this one was nominated for Best Adaptation at the Video Game Awards, which are taking place on December 7th. That's cool. No, I know nothing about video games. <laughs> I, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I uh, I hope that it wins. I think it's, you know, it's awesome. I don't think we're going to have to worry too hard about an adaptation award for them. I think that they have kind of got it in the bag. Uh, it was a, a wonderful love letter to the game, as well as an improvement on a story that's a little bit older that needed to be updated a little bit. Um, and I really love the way that the characters we met almost a decade ago or a decade ago uh, were fleshed out so wonderfully by these actors and cast and crew and the writers and I guess the directors too. Yes. So yeah, that's going to be taking place December 7th. You can watch your Twitter timeline or you can watch the Game Awards <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about the Game Awards. So, yeah. Yeah, and then we said, well, for Ridley Scott rejoiced that the strike is over so that he could uh, go and film Gladiator 2 again in a couple of weeks. Because here's the thing. He is currently... <laughs> on one. I don't know if you've been following along to Ridley Scott's press tour for Napoleon, but so they they have shot 90 minutes of Gladiator 2. They have 90 minutes to go, which, okay. I don't know how that works when you have, like, cuts to make, and most people, Ridley, (laughs) of a script... 
not I want, I want I want Ridley Scott to do like girl math, but make it like director math. Yeah, he's 90 minutes to go. People shoot pages, not minutes, but okay, Ridley. Ridley Scott has been on one. Someone asked me the other day where they were like, Oh, like Martin Scorsese said something about how like Killers of the Flower Moon, like he's worried about running out of time. And Ridley Scott was like, I made four movies in the time it took Martin Scorsese to make Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm not worried. Jeez, dude. Oh, yep, you, yeah, you made, old man. you made House of Gucci in the middle of that. Ridley Scott made House of Gucci. Martin Scorsese made Killers of a Flower Moon. Yeah. Filet mignon, Salisbury <laughs> steak. <laughs> oh, you're eating it Olive Garden? Well, I'm eating it Sizzler. I'm eating a blooming Onion. <laughs> you're eating a raw one. <laughs> Um, but he's on right now. Ridley Scott has just been saying whatever pops into his little noggin on this press tour. He yelled at historians because a historian, I guess, said that they didn't like his Napoleon because he was just making shit up. And he was like, were you there? I don't think so. <laughs> Oh my God, crazy! I don't know if that's the exact quote that Ridley Scott said, but it's—I hope it is. I'm <laughs> the vibe of where, where Ridley's at. I love Ridley Scott. Genuinely, one of my favorite filmmakers. Like Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies. I love the Gladiator. Love a lot of his work, but boy, oh boy, are these quotes fucking off the rails? He's just like, I don't like know. I, I'm not saying I want to be like Ridley Scott when I am old, but I hope that I am completely out of pocket like that <laughs> i hope that i had full chaos to the to his point with the martin scorsese thing he made the last duel a movie that like slaps when you watch mm -hmm. that movie especially because it's like you know the idea of like his their story your story the truth kind of deal and then the truth is like her story and the actuality of what what happened in that moment such a good fucking movie and then the fucking house of gucci within the same year and like i liked house of gucci fine i had a fun fun time but when you compare it to the last duel you're like how are you doing like what what's going on in your head what were you doing ridley all of your eggs in the last duel basket so then when it came to the house of gucci they were empty and you were like the father or uh, father son house of gucci and you just were like and then napoleon i haven't seen it yet because I like everything got crazy with the strike and I just couldn't go to my screening. But this press door off the rails. And I'm like, if this is the press door for Napoleon, what's Gladiator 2 gonna be like? Because that movie has fucking Pedro Pascal in it. So it's already gonna be off the fucking, it's gonna be insane with what people ask. And then you're gonna put Ridley Scott in that? <sighs> no. no. Oh my goodness. Good luck doing that, by the way. I hope you get uh, all the best interviews. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, hi, sir, what do you mean that you had 90 minutes? Shoot. <laughs> pages. Wait, can you explain that to me? <laughs> my pages? <laughs> what do you mean by minutes? That's your math. It's, if I have this many pages, this many minutes have to be. Don't you so. shoot my pages? <laughs> Is it all pages, Ridley? They've actually only shot 90 minutes of footage. <laughs> and he's like, let's just, let's ship it. Let's go. Ridley, what? But yeah, so they have. They, this movie is 180 minutes, according to Ridley Scott. And if it's not 180 minutes, I'm returning the sender. <laughs> Walk right out and be like, I need a refund on half Ridley of my Ridley Scott ticket. told me that this movie was three hours long on the dot because it was 90 minutes <laughs> We have another 90 minutes to go. Yeah. I was told by Ridley Scott. Recently, he called me and he said this. 
There was a person from Napoleon. I was told that there were 90 minutes shot of the first half of Gladiator 2. Oh, oh, man. And now I need the other half of Gladiator, a movie that I didn't think would ever need a sequel. Right. Uh, the story was wrapped up pretty nicely. The Joaquin Phoenix, Russell Crowe, I got it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Isn't that like the same premise in Napoleon? It's Joaquin Phoenix. I got it. Joaquin Phoenix, way too tall. Yeah. Right out the gate, way too tall. <laughs> the guy was this big. <laughs> I wonder if they like shot him small or something. I- I'm going to see Napoleon tomorrow, so we'll see. <laughs> like, like, did you just shoot Joaquin Phoenix like from the top? And then I'll never be more upset I didn't do a press junket than I really have a question. Why didn't you shoot Joaquin Phoenix like the hobbits? <laughs> oh my god on like all little green screens and then like everyone acting around him would have to like talk to like a little Joaquin no, phoenix or just on no, a stick perspective oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, rachel that that would make the sex scene really awkward it'd be terrible oh my god we went to paris with my mom when i was a teenager we walked in and we saw like his clothes and we were like damn <laughs> Well, he looks as big. I was like, Tom Cruise is about that size. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's move on from any Tom Cruise. Well, right now, now, we're, now we're in a big, big announcement. Yes. <laughs> Subject change because something super important is happening very soon. It's something that all of us have been so excited about for several, several months. And it's a secret that we have somehow managed to like mostly keep. So yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> If you haven't been paying attention, this will be a huge surprise for you. But if you've heard us talking about Alyssa or Alyssa Maria, and we've talked about how, oh, she made our logo. We love her so much. She's so great. She's such a great artist. She's checking out her stuff. It's because we're collaborating with her on a merch drop so that you can buy your own merch from Padro and this this merch is like it's so fun and exciting because uh, pretty much all of it has to do with like our show and pedro so it's a little like all pieces of the merch are little tie-ins to like some of the things we've said or discussed or the feelings we had and then it's also got like pedro's face on it in Alyssa's incredible style so i i am oh so hyped for this man we are so it's going to be releasing our designs will release and correct me if i'm wrong on this uh producer ashley this wednesday on our instagram story this line will be dropping on the 23rd so that's thursday yeah th- thursday the 23rd of november that is thanksgiving ish for a black friday cyber monday sale on our t public store so if you're already like aware of our t public store just go ahead and, and head over there um if you're not go ahead and look up padro pascal on t public uh, so that you can see the merch drop. Yeah, and make sure you also check out Alyssa's line. Yes. She made her own Pedro Tober designs, which if you haven't her uh, Met Gala Pedro piece mm-hmm. is a hot commodity. I know she sold it at like flea markets and things and everyone really wanted it, like the shorts, but also just like her stuff is really beautiful. And so she has her own line as well, but all of her stuff is just beautiful. This line is really good and I want all of it, but it's just really pretty and you guys should uh, check it out and get really excited. But this week is really the time to kind of look at it and get excited because producer Ashley worked really hard to try and make sure get some good deals Yes, for <laughs> it's giving season. Um, <laughs> 
can't stop thinking about that meme for this week. And so make sure you guys check that out and look at our bio for all that information on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Those are the big three important days. Oh, Monday is also important. Monday. Monday. Cyber Monday. Yeah, Monday. yeah, yeah. So like, the Friday, whole weekend, really. Like Friday, starting Wednesday. Monday was the important <laughs> Yeah, get hype on Wednesday, wake up on Thursday, buy the shirts that you love, tell Alyssa that she's an incredible artist. We're so excited. I'm so excited about this. Like I, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, when I first saw somebody wearing any shirt of ours, I like lost my mind and like choked up a little bit. So I'm I'm so excited to have this this line out there and it's beautiful and I just love like all of the work that went into it. It's just so so awesome and cool. And and producer Ashley and Alyssa worked really, really hard on this collaboration. So make sure to give them lots of love. Yeah. Now it is time. It's time for the return. Stage. Stage. The stage, stage, the stage, 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 the stage, the stage, the stash of the week. Where are we? Pick a mustache and we talk about it. I am going to the strike. We're going back, baby. Yes. I'm going to the picket line. And I strike a look. Every once in a while, I'm reminded of the chicken little comment. This is one of those moments. It's so cute. But I'm also rocking the what looks like his Frankie Morales hat. Oh, yeah. I'm rocking it. I'm killing it. And also, producer Ashley also picked a strike look. So Mm. we're supporting the strikes still, making sure we know that this is a strike-friendly environment when necessary. Always, always pro- Pro union here on Padre Pascal. Why you have chosen? I chose the return of Senora Flores. Um, it's just it's such a look. I love it. This is this was my pick when when he first did this role, and it'll be my pick again because I just I love every component of it. Um, the new lip lip color is great. I love the little like like religious necklace like everything is just so perfect about this role and like i just it's a perfect perfect stash also perfect stash doesn't doesn't shave it for this role hopefully he never does i agree because we'll have to come up with a new segment i agree i agree i agree (laughs) um and guys we're we're back yes we are we're so back ah no Um, oh. We're so back. Oh. Um, we're back. Oh. Yeah, we are going to be back. We're going to have new episodes. Please let us know. We're going to obviously do an episode on Fringe Wave Life, but let us know what you guys want us to actually talk about. I know we say that a lot, but like, tell us what you want to hear. We're going to probably yeah. do a poll. We're going to do whatever to kind of mm-hmm. see what you guys want to hear from us. But yeah, and, and you know, like, Producer Ashley generally manages like all of our our socials and uh, she's definitely been telling us about all of your kind messages. So just keep keep in mind that we are we're knowledgeable of what you're saying. And so if you say that you want us to cover a thing, we will do it probably. I'm so sorry to that nice, nice listener of the pod who thought she saw me on the streets of Manhattan <laughs> and was so excited. But I was sitting, she, you messaged me personally, not the pod. But you thought you saw me on 8th Avenue and got excited. Um, and I was on my couch. I'm so sorry. For the for listeners, uh, someone, I told Ashley and Katrina before we started, someone was so excited. They thought they saw me in Manhattan and placed me from Padre Pascal. And they were like, oh my God, I couldn't figure out why I knew my face. And I realized 
Pedro Pascal. And then I was like, oh, no, baby, you didn't see me. I was not outside. We got to find your doppelganger, Rachel. It might be you from another um, dimension. And yeah. that's a, it's like a huge problem. So gotta, we got to figure that out. Alternate me, live it up. I was at home. Yeah, we are back, baby. Very happy to be back. I miss you all. I miss you, Rachel. I miss you. Bye-bye. Bye.